I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Talk is Jericho, baby. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The remedy for boredom has arrived. The People's Podcast is here. Let's go for a ride with my new sponsor, Burger King. That's right. How do you capture the flaky, buttery lightness of your favorite breakfast sandwich? By saying, croissant, which, all right, you get two for four dollars only at Burger King. Restrictions apply. Once again, that's two croissant, which is for only four bucks at Burger King. What else can there be? I'll tell you something else. It's Friday. Today, it's Supernatural Dean Ambrose. He's a believer in all things paranormal, just like me. He's had his own run-ins with ghosts at an old hotel in England. He told us all about that. He also has some theories on Bigfoot sightings, Sasquatch, Yeti. It's a paranormal conversation coming up with one of my favorite guys who's main eventing the next WWE pay-per-view, and he's here, right here, right now, Mr. Ambrose, man. All right, I got a lot of cool things to tell you about, uh, First of all, I, I watched this this show the other day on, on HBO, a documentary uh, on the life and times of Kurt Cobain. It's called Montage of Heck. Now, my theory on documentaries is it doesn't matter what the subject is. If it's good, you'll enjoy it. And I don't know if you're a Nirvana fan or not. Everyone knows Kurt Cobain, a household name. But it is a riveting, a riveting portrait, a portrayal of a very troubled young man who had a lot of issues and a lot of problems throughout his life um, and suffered from depression. You know, same thing that Robin Williams suffered and so many other people that have taken their own lives because they're so depressed. You think, what would Cobain have to be depressed about? I mean, huge rock and roll musician, uh, young daughter, you know, all of these things that he had going on for him. But the bottom line was is he just wasn't happy. He couldn't do it. But uh, it's a really, really well done documentary like i said and 
You know, it's funny because I never really liked Nirvana when they first came out in 1991. As a matter of fact, I hated them because I was a huge metal guy. You know, Mr. Metal, Chris Jericho, Iron Maiden, Metallica. And I was the perfect example of a guy who was just getting so uh, bloated on what heavy metal had become. You know, I had gotten into, you know, White Snake and Warrant and Poison and. You know, all of those bands had their moments, but I was buying like Bullet Boy albums in 1991. I was just so holding on to to what heavy metal was, even though it just wasn't good anymore. Like, you know, take the Bullet Boys. Their first record was great, and the second one was so-so, and then the third one is bad. And it's like everybody was just getting so overplayed and just... uh, just becoming a parody of themselves. And, and and like I said, I'm a huge heavy metal fan, but I didn't even see it at the time. The world was looking for something new. I mean, Guns N' Roses had come out and dropped the world on their ass. But even then, Guns N' Roses had become, you know, the biggest bloated rock band, touring stadiums with backup singers and Axel's out of control. And, you know, the guys are leaving the band. And, you know, Metallica had become super huge with the Black Album to where they weren't even heavy metal anymore. They were just mainstream. But if you're looking at all my other favorite bands, like Halloween at that point in time were having a lot of problems. Um, Kiss at that point in time, even though I loved Revenge, it hadn't quite come out at the time Nirvana did. But it was, they were at the end of their rope. They, they were getting fairly low on the food chain to, to where you know they, they were forced to, maybe not forced, but chose to put their makeup back on to kind of regain some of the stature that they had. ACDC was always hot, but they were kind of bulletproof to anything that was going on but you know if you look at a lot of those other bands like i said like you know saxon wasn't doing great and loudness had disappeared and ozzy was kind of i mean no more tears came out that was good but anyways what you can see is that there was a real shift in momentum of what was going on in in 91 and when nirvana came out they basically took over the world and i was the perfect age to get into them but i just didn't because they weren't metal they didn't have super long hair, you know. I mean, they had different styles of hair, but back then, if you didn't have long hair, you weren't metal. And Cobain was wearing like cardigan sweaters, and I just didn't get it. I didn't get the whole, you know, whatever you want to call the grunge scene. I didn't get this new wave of bands that were coming in from, you know, Seattle and, I mean, you know, Smashing Pumpkins from Chicago and Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Um, I just Stone Temple Pilots. I just didn't get, and of course, Nirvana was the worst of the worst. They were the major culprits because they were the ones who came out basically and just tore up the world with you know with Smells Like Teen Spirit. Never mind. And I wish that I would have given them a shot. I feel the same way about Pearl Jam, but more so about Nirvana. And if you have, I'm from Canada, so I say Nirvana. I know it's Nirvana, drama, pasta, auntie, Nirvana, drama, pasta, auntie. Um, you know owns who owns the chiefs owns owns but um i I just really wish i I watched this performance nirvana at reading i believe it's from 1992 and it's on it's online it's on demand it's on youtube it is so crazy you know just so much energy and so aggressive and um the song was called uh breed i think i mean it's as metal as anything it's just punk metal i guess you'd say like motorhead you know it's as metal as motorhead is and some people go what are you talking about but you know what i'm saying if if you're a music lover and like i said i just did not get into what they were doing 
And it's one of my musical regrets of my life. You know, it's, it's such a great period, so exciting, so fresh. I should have been at those concerts. I should have been listening to those records. But instead, I went the other way and just stuck with metal. And I guess, you know, like that's something I can always be proud of. I never gave up on metal. But who said that I had to? I still could have listened to both, but it was still weird. I was just an early kid. And back when I was in high school, if, you, you know, if it ain't metal, it's crap. You know, I had a shirt that I wrote death to Duran Duran on the back of it in white paint and used to wear it when I was in junior high school. It's like, no wonder I didn't have a date when I was in junior high school. All the chicks were in love with Duran Duran. And I'm walking around with a death to Duran Duran shirt. I mean, what the hell? I remember I went to a party once uh, in Winnipeg. It was like February. So super cold, lots of snow. And I was listening to Ride the Lightning on cassette. And uh, I put it in there and pressed play. And then all these Duran Duran chicks, there was this really big girl called uh sheila filetti and she took out that damn uh ride the lightning cassette and she opened the front door and threw it out in the snow and i was like hey what are you doing she grabbed me like by the scruff of my neck and by my jeans and threw me out in the snow as well and slammed the door and it's like metallica for life freeze 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 you know f you duran duran chattering lips chattering lips chattering lips but um so yeah a lifelong metal guy but man, when I watched this montage of Heck, and it was on HBO, it's on demand, you really, really should watch it and just see, you know, just how the world was back in the early 90s. And to see, I mean, you know, you're looking at a guy who's critically acclaimed as being like this rock and roll hero, died at 27 in the 27 Club, which we talked about on a very, very early episode of Talk is Jericho. And just how uh, crazy it was, you know, Jimi Hendrix died at 27, and Janice and Jim Morrison and lots of other people. Of course, Cobain was one of them. But um, what a visionary and just a, a total musical genius and a sad story. You know, as big as they were, it just was never enough. And, and his daughter, Frances, had a lot to do with the, um, with the documentary. She kind of executive produced it and kind of helped arrange it a little bit. So, and she never knew her dad. And you don't see that on the show or on the movie. But, you know, her, she, her dad died when she was 18 months old. So she doesn't know him. And she said it was something interesting that she's the only one that has a personal attachment to the movie, but can also watch it as a complete fan and an observer because she never knew her dad. So it's something uh, much in the fine uh, list of documentaries from King of Kong to American Movie to, um, you know, Anvil, the true story of Anvil, PJ-20. And now Montage of Heck, a definite, very, very cool documentary about the life of Kurt Cobain and uh, what was going on at the time in the 90s. So go check that out and uh, check me out as I return. The big announcement was I return to the WWE for the WWE uh, Y2J Summer Tour. Very excited about that. Once again, I can't win. I go on Twitter and people are like, he's just doing it for the money. He should do it for the fans. And it's like, what do you think I'm doing it for? I'm doing it for the fans. If I wanted to do it for money, I'd go do pay-per-views and WrestleManias. But I like doing the live events. I got 19 shows coming up. Uh, I'm just going to read the cities really quickly. You can go on my Instagram, Chris Jericho Fozzi. I'm sure you can go on any website now and Google all the, all the dates that I'm doing. But if you live in one of the following cities, I will be here in June, July, and August. Springfield, Terre Haute, 
uh, Terra Hot, I think someone told me it's actually pronounced. I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Las Vegas, I know how to pronounce that. Boston, Reading, Singapore, Tokyo, Tokyo, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, San Diego, Ontario, California, Fresno, Detroit, East Lansing, Bridgeport, White Plains, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Tallahassee. I'm going to be coming to your towns. You'll see all those dates coming up, and it's funny, too. Someone goes, Jericho's an idiot. Why would he book himself in San Diego, California, then fly to Ontario, then fly back to Fresno? Hey, dumbass. There's an Ontario, California with a great arena in it. So there you go. So um, come check me out there. It's going to be a rock and roll party, man. And speaking of a party, I want you to do me a favor. We spent a couple of days in L.A. doing all the press for nothing to report. It's becoming a big, big success, and that's what we need. The more you watch it, the more views it gets and the more chance that we can do more episodes of nothing to report or maybe an official pilot or maybe actually take this bad boy to series. It's very, very funny. Two neurotic cops on a stakeout discussing their feelings at length. It's kind of a, a, an offshoot of the buddy cop comedies. And what do those buddy cops do when they're not having shootouts in the other 23 hours of just sitting around in a car all day? Comedy Central is behind this. Comedy Central, the biggest funny place in the world, and we're a part of it. Go to YouTube, type nothing to report. Six episodes, five minutes each, five minutes of comedic genius morsels waiting for you. Go check it out. Do Y2J a solid. Go check out any of the episodes. Captain Ed, uh, Emotional Scars, Partners, Racism. All things funny on this uh, show. Nothing to report on Comedy Central. I want you to want me and go check out the uh, the new show of what we got going on. I also want to give a quick shout out to all, all of my fans and friends in the UK. Go check out London WrestleCon June 20th and 21st at the Grange Hotel. I won't be there, but my friend is promoting it. Uh, PSI Events. It's going to be huge joint Q&A with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, plus Trish Stratus, Amy Dumas, Jim Ross. They're all going to be there. Get your tickets at psieventsco.uk. It's a huge, huge, huge festival, London WrestleCon. All right, go check that out. and Get ready to check out the Paranormal Discussion with Dean Ambrose. Ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot in-depth discussions he loves all that stuff too he knows what he's talking about so uh stick around for that all right there are some seriously talented luchadors in aew and not all of them speak english which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes that's why i signed up for rosetta stone i'm learning spanish amigos amigas see already learning haha rosetta stone is the most trusted language learning program You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho 
do it today. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. All right, so so back on the show uh, after a humongous, um, over the top response to the to the first couple shows you did. You got Dean Ambrose here, and the one thing that people love when you said that if you put a belt buckle on, it's instant biz cash. Yeah, man, uh, they love know, that. You got to uh, be what's the word I'm looking for? Um, efficient, you know, when you're dressing. When you, I realized today I didn't even bring any shirts with me. I had no no shirts but wife beaters. Oh. So at some point I gotta go buy some shirts, <laughs> but the less stuff you can bring with you, you know, the better it can't is. Can't be carrying around suits and stuff, you know. I mean, right. I mean, you can, but you know, I don't. I can't keep track of anything. I lose my wallet, my phone, my keys, you know. So as long as I got one good belt buckle, I'm always good. And people were hashtagging it biz cash. They didn't understand it's biz. It's, it's for people listening. It's biz cash, which is business casual. Is what it's short for, and that's because for a while our dress code in the WWE was business casual. You had yeah, to wear it's that. been pretty lax on that actually lately. They really but have. Enough. Like even today, one of the divas I won't give her name was walking to the airport, like no makeup and you know, kind of just like wearing like normal clothes. Like that, that never would have been allowed like five years ago. Those poor girls had to get up and put their makeup on if it was four a.m. Yeah, right. I think we should have track suits. That's what I would go with. Like we, all the Japanese guys, all they have the matching track suits that look like a team. Or a New Day's Dawn. Yeah, yeah, like New Day. Always walking oh, New around Day. like that. Yeah, yeah, they got that. They tried that for a while, but I lost mine right off the bat, so I was out. But they did have tracksuits for a while, but it only looks good if everybody wears them. Yeah. If, like, two guys are wearing it or one guy's just got the jacket or whatever, it's not the same thing, you know? But so so we talked – we did the show, and then I was telling you about how people really loved it, and you're like, hey, man, next time we do the show, we should talk about Sasquatches. And I was like – at first I thought you were kind of ribbon because I have had, like, a couple – Bigfoot hunters on the show and UFO hunters, Lake Monster hunters. And then I was like, are you serious? And you're like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because you mentioned that before we right. did it, but it never got brought up. And I had a ghost story from that same week oh, oh, that never so, got so, brought so, up so, either. Because so, 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 I remember you were talking about ghosts. And just, you had a ghost story from what week? From like a couple days before. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first day I got there, we were talking about it, and you stayed at some old English hotel. And um, it was Bournemouth or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember what town it was. I remember I could remember the hotel and what the town looks like, but I don't remember the town. But this is essentially my only ghost story I've ever had in my life because I don't, I don't necessarily not believe in ghosts. I like anything. I, I'm open to it, but mm. I've never seen. I don't want to see a ghost, man. I don't want. Like, yeah, holy crap! Like I'll believe in it, and I don't need proof. Because if I get proof, that means there's something scaring me in the middle of the night. Yeah, you know, you're freaked out. Yeah, so. In the afternoon, I go down to the hotel gym and uh, work out. And it's like, a, you know, it's a hotel gym. And a really old hotel. Old. Yeah. 16th England, century. England, you know, we're right in the middle. There's castles kind of town. One of those. I, just, I can't remember the name of the town for life. Man. I think it was Bournemouth. Or Bournemouth, however you pronounce that. One of those. Because I landed and Mine drove. Head or Bournemouth. Bournemouth, or yeah. Because I drove to that hotel after landing. It was Bournemouth. <laughs> anyway, so. Get done working out, and I like got a little extra time, so I hop on the little uh, the stairmaster gimmick, right, and uh, get a little extra sweat on or whatever, you know. Get so your cardio on. Uh, hopping on that thing for a minute, you know, listen, listen to music, da, 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 walking on the treadmill, and there's like a clock in uh, in front of me on the wall that it just looks like a clock that would be in a hotel gym. I don't know if it's connected to wires, or I assume it would just be a standalone. With a yeah, battery, it just looks like a cheap back. little clock. Right. I'm looking at it occasionally because I, you know, I got like 20 minutes. I'll head down to the bus here in a minute. I'm looking. 
I look over and it's whatever it is, three thirty or something. And right when my eyes glance to it, because I'm kind of in the corner of my eye, I can see it. It's three thirty, three fifteen something. Right when my eye glances over, it just starts. It just, the the, the, the hands just start going around. The hands start going in a circle, just like at a real steady, fast pace, like spinning, like one of those like wow, uh, like a scene where you're sitting there in a movie where you're sitting there. And it fast forwards in time. Yeah, and it it's shows showing you the how clock. the time is advancing. Yeah, yeah it just, the, the clock, the hand, both hands just start spinning so it's one really o'clock, fast. Two o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, just going around and around and around. I'm like, that's weird. And I, didn't, I don't think of ghosts or anything. I'm just like, that's weird. What mm-hmm. the hell's the clock doing that for? That's really weird. And then it starts freaking me out. But I'm like, I'm trying to kind of no sell it to myself. Like, that's weird. But but I'm, I'm alone in this in this gym, too. So I'm like starting to get a little more freaked out. And then, then my mind's playing tricks on me. But then I don't want it. I don't want to let it like freak me out. And I don't want to like get up and run out of there because I'm like, there's got to be an explanation to this. The battery must be shorting out or or something. It, or maybe it's connected to other wires in the hotel. Or maybe they're changing the clocks. I, there's, there's, yeah, but I'm looking at it. and I'm like, that just looks like. How long is it doing this for? It does it about 15 minutes. It just keeps going, keeps going and going okay. and going. And right when I'm about done, I got like a minute or so. I'm gonna get off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to finish this whole thing now, this whole 20 minutes or whatever, because I'm going to no-sell this clock spinning. And it's like three <laughs> feet in front of my face, like right on the wall. Right, I'm like, this is, it's weird. The last time I glance over at it, I got about a minute left. Right when my eyes hit it, it just stops right on both hands on 12 hmm. and doesn't move again. And like, I get off, and I was just creeped out. Like that was, It was creepy. And then a couple other guys had said, because it was like an old, creepy hotel, you know, that you would think was, you'd think all of England is haunted, yeah. you know? like Walking down the street, it looks like it's haunted. Yeah, and a couple other guys I think, said that it was weird, and they were hearing weird noises and stuff, but I didn't say anything, I'm like, I'm not going to, I will not admit that I just saw it, but the more I thought about it all day, I just kept going, like, I feel like that was weird, like, that was like a, now, is the, did, that was trippy. Did this hotel have, uh, was it haunted, or did you ask around if it had any haunted... No, I, did, I, I didn't ask. I didn't want to know. The next night, though, the hotel, where it was probably the first night you got there, mm-hmm. that one that was kind of like a resort-looking thing. Yeah. I was down with uh, down with the Usos, and they were saying it was haunted. And I was like, we got another haunted hotel, G? And then I told them the story. And then they were like, uh, and I was telling them, they're like, oh, man, oh, man, that was a ghost, man. Oh, that, 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 <laughs> yeah, there's no way. J. Oh, that, no, 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 man. Your ass is haunted, man. That, no, that, oh, God, that freaked me out. And I was I didn't want to I don't want to believe that that was a ghost. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that there would be somebody on the stool next to me that was like a clockmaker expert and was like, oh yeah, clocks do that all the time. It's a big <laughs> big misconception. A lot of people, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very common common occurrence. Yeah, like I, like you said, like if they're changing all the clocks in the hotel like back an hour or something, can you even do that with a, with a normal clock like you said that you're basically putting batteries in the back of it, putting it up on the wall? Yeah. Well, the the weird thing was it moved and stopped moving. Right as my eyes looked shifted it. to it, yeah, like it, like it knew. Yeah, it was cool. but that's, that's some the kind of presence, right? You know, there's there's um, a club in Milwaukee. It's called the Eagles Ballroom, and it's a famous club that's haunted. The the rumor is that it's haunted. So we played there a couple of years ago, and afterwards, the guys like, "Hey, you want to go take a tour of the haunted area?" And like, I'm not like, I really don't, but. The other guy in the other band was like, we played this band called Saxon, and the singer was Biff. He's like, come on down. Come on, man. Are you scared? Come on. I was like, all right, I'll go. So you go down to like this 
basement and it's a really small set of stairs so it almost looks like the Blair Witch when they walk downstairs at the very end and there's then another set of stairs that goes down there's a boiler room and there's a swimming pool and the swimming pool has been drained and for some reason there was this underground swimming pool apparently a child drowned in it and that's why the Eagles ballroom is haunted and um and being down there it's like okay we're laughing and stuff we had a couple GGs or whatever but it's not if you, something is weird. You can feel it. As soon as you walk down there, there's like some kind of a presence or a, an electricity in the air, a heaviness in the air where you know that there's something is, is not cool here. And I just kept envisioning like the like there'd be a little like avalanche or something. It would just get us stuck down in this little boiler room area in the haunted area. So um, I didn't stay down there long. I didn't think it was cool. And I asked the bouncer, I'm like, how long have you worked here for? He goes, I've been about eight, eight years. Have you ever seen anything? He said, yeah, a bunch of times. He said, there's, there's, a, there's a downstairs club and there's an upstairs club, which is a big ballroom. And he said, there's always somebody walking around in the upper deck of the ballroom, even when there's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And the person, the, the thing looks and then just kind of disappears. And this is a guy, like, he's not taking the piss. I can tell. He's like, yeah, there's a ghost in here. So, I mean, you see that when you go to different places. So you, so you said you don't know if you believe in ghosts. But you don't not believe in them. Yeah, I, I mean, nah, I'm open to it. You know the U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati's haunted? No. You know that story? Uh, by the, uh, the ghosts of, supposedly, but the ghosts of the people who got trampled at, kid- the, at the Who concert. At the Who concert, yeah. You're kidding me. And like the, when it was Riverfront Coliseum in the 70s or something, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like in mid-70s, there was a big stampede and a couple fans got trampled. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was festival seating, so as soon as the doors opened, yeah. everybody rushed to the front of the stage and people got trampled. So uh, I used to work there when I was like a teenager, like doing wow. like usher security type, that kind of gig. Where yeah. you, you get to stand there and watch the hockey games and stuff. Right. So... Uh, and a bunch of people who had worked there for a long time, they all it's all just a known thing. They're all like, Oh yeah, the ghosts, the ghosts don't go on the fifth floor, don't go on the fifth floor. So like after after doors are closed and stuff, some of the dudes would go up and like walk around you know, the fifth when floor. it's dark. But and you know, I never saw anything or heard anything, but you know just the thought of it, you know, to freak you out. But uh, people say they have recordings and pictures, and like it's just an accepted thing. Like, oh yeah, there's ghosts all up in this. Thing. Just accepted, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were there for like a TV, like a couple years ago. It was when the set caught on fire. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that was at that building. And I've been, right. been telling people, or you know, this building's haunted, huh? Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, no, I swear. And uh, I was telling people the story, and then a couple hours later, whoosh, the set yeah. goes up on fire. About the same level as the fifth floor would be. So, you know, maybe there was a ghost just standing on, in one of the press boxes just setting stuff on fire. You know, you know it was, that's when we remember they had us do the tout. You remember touting? It was like that little video thing that they had bought. So well, like, what happened to that? <laughs> I know, right? Well, the thing is, I was like, ah, whatever. So I touted. I, I took a picture or I filmed that on fire in the Cincinnati Coliseum, in the Coliseum and touted it. And then... About 10 minutes later, someone's running by and said, Triple H says, nobody tout that. Nobody tout that. So now I got this stupid tout that I put up like one. And now I'm desperately trying to figure out, like, how do I edit this out? Like, how do you make it disappear and delete it? Like, it's the last thing I need is to get heat for touting the the, the, the flare-up of, of the ghost fire. But, yeah, uh, I guess the ghost disappeared and so did tout. We're not sure exactly what <laughs> yeah, happened the, to tout. The ghost burnt down tout. <laughs> you took it with him. So, but the original, the original uh, reason why we decided to do this kind of a conversation – about supernatural, as you mentioned, you know, if it's going to be about Sasquatches. So, what is your uh, interest in in Bigfoot and Yeti and Sasquatches? 
I find it pretty interesting. I know more about it than I probably should for some reason. Uh, probably probably the same as you do or anybody mm-hmm. else. But uh, not that I'm like, you know, super obsessed with it or, you know. But uh, when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, you know how you do like a book report. Yeah. And they say, okay, everybody go to the library and pick out a book and do a report on it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I obviously was not a great student at any point. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I'm gonna going through the books and I find this like really generic Bigfoot book. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's got, you know, the the classic picture of Bigfoot on the cover. The Roger Patterson and like, picture. And I'm like, whoa, I thought that was, I didn't know that was a real thing. So I like started looking at it and it became pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I got like another book on it, another book on it. I ended up, that was probably the only, uh, thing i ever put any real effort to in, in school you know because i kind of got really into it i'm like oh man this is kind of interesting bigfoot there's a thing called a bigfoot and there's yeah. like fossils and all kinds of stuff so you know and then that spurs you off into other things yeah. you know like uh other monsters or whatever you know so that's all other cryptozoology yeah, yeah. so uh that's when i first uh kind of it became a you know a casual interest you know so occasionally like re- if there's, there's a show on i'll always watch the show or occasionally you know read a thing or if there's a new video or whatever you know so i'll kind of keep up on it a little bit you know but uh, i'm probably i probably know more about it than i should well i showed you the video the other day from russia where um the bigfoot like what actually there was two that just came out there's one that i sent you that was from like florida or something you could just tell it's like a photoshopped like ape in the water yeah it didn't even look like a photoshop he showed it to me it was like a it looked like a plastic walmart fake gorilla head and just yeah. sitting in the water sitting in the swamp the dude, dude took a picture of it like perfectly in the swamp yeah and like no ripples or anything like it's just like water ends and guy begins yeah but the other one was the russian one that we were looking where you actually see the the yeti walking through the forest and that one was a little bit more uh, a little creepier yeah that could have been that could have been real i mean you always have to assume that in you always assume it's a guy in a suit when right. you see somebody walking on two legs yeah but that one was pretty, you know, he was walking pretty weird and was out in, the, out in the snow and you can never tell. Like, they're all like that. They always start right when it comes into frame yeah. and then they never follow it. I'm like, would you follow, follow that thing? Like, you just saw a Yeti. What but, if it's like, real? Do you want to follow it? What if it turns around and tears your head maybe, off? Maybe. I'd, you but, know? I mean. You'd be the first documented yeah. kill from a Yeti. Yeah, I mean, how committed are you to it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in this or not? From from the books that you've read and the shows you've watched, I mean, do you think there's enough evidence to support that there's something above or uh, an ordinary that's that's in, out there? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say because you can't, you can't count it out. Obviously, and there's definitely like enough. Like, I was listen, watching. I was like kind of brushing up on some stuff, like getting ready for this. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, one of them, what's his name? I think his like name's Jeff Meldrum mm-hmm. or something. I just watched this show and he he was saying like, you know, he's a big scientist who has this big. He's like a zoologist or a primatologist or something. He's got a big lab with millions of samples of footprints <laughs> and hair footprints. and stuff. And he, you know, even he says he's like, well, you know, I can't say one way or the other. But there's definitely enough evidence that it suggests that it warrants like a bigger investigation, mm-hmm. you know, by science or whoever. So, uh, you know, it's hard to say cause there's so many things that like, uh, on the one hand, there's so many hoaxes mm-hmm. that are so obviously hoaxes like the dude from Florida who just yeah. make everybody look bad because yeah, right. they, then you'd sound like an idiot if you're like, Oh, you know, I kind of think, mm-hmm. well, then a lot of it's wishful thinking is cause it's, it's fun to think of a Sasquatch or a Loch Ness monster, or whatever, you know, it's fun to think that, 
somebody might hit one with a semi one day and like Harry and the Hendersons and it'd be like, it'd be like <laughs> cool, you know? And then there's, you know, the people, if you want to see something and you're looking for it, your eyes and mind will play tricks on you and you'll see it, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, so there's like complete hoaxes. There's like false sightings. And then there's people that say like, there was no false sighting about it. He was two feet from me and I, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no, it wasn't like it might've been a deer. Like it was a giant thing, you know? Right. So there's, there's so much crap to sift through that it's it's hard to like I, like when people are in Kentucky and they say like oh yeah I saw a Bigfoot in Kentucky or whatever. I have my own feelings on it. Like I don't think that like there'd be a Bigfoot in Kentucky, for instance. Or Just uh, the terrain is not uh, yeah conducive for that. But like the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. when you drive like I mean driving in the daytime like a few months ago from like Seattle to Yakima, it's crazy. Yeah, there's so much space and terrain and so much mountain and yeah. like it, that that you can't like you can't access, or like from British Columbia all the way to like Oregon, there's just so much stuff that humans just don't go into, you know. And if they're if if an animal is, is nocturnal and it's way up in the mountains. And, uh, you know, the one guy I was listening to, the, that same scientist guy was saying, like, primates, like big primates, are actually more elusive than, than you would think. You'd think, like, oh, it's a big, dumb animal. We're going to walk into it all the time. Like a, like, a, uh, like a gorilla or something? Yeah, like, they didn't document the silverback gorilla until, like, 1912 or something like that. Wow. Because nobody actually found them and studied them because gotcha. they're just so high up in the mountains and they're hard to find. And if, uh, you know, there's not that many of them. And they're nocturnal, and they're way up in the mountains, like hundred miles deep in that terrain. You know who's going to go out there at night and find them? You know that's an interesting point. You know, and I think too, I touch upon this whenever I have guys like ourselves on, where it's, you have to be be real arrogant to believe that we live on this planet and all that there is is what we know. Like you said, there's millions of acres of forestry. In the Pacific Northwest, in you know the main area up around there, all across Canada, it's ridiculous up there. You know, you go to other countries, even Russia's got a lot. So whatever it may be, then you're talking about water. You're talking about sea monsters. What is a sea monster? Well, some kind of a creature that's never been discovered. It was ninety percent of the of the Earth is water. Yeah, and we know like yeah, yeah. everything in it. You know, or oh, no, or there's definitely like some fish and some eels at the bottom of the ocean that there well, could sure, be that of course. nobody will ever see. Of course, you know, you know, and they've just discovered species. They discovered uh, a coelacanth, which we've talked about on this show, which was a um, a primitive, uh, basically dinosaur fish yeah. that it was believed to have been extinct for like two million years or sixty million years or whatever it is, and they caught one like fifty years ago, and then they caught another one, and yeah. then they caught like seven or eight of them. So there was this colony of coelacanths that lived in the ocean that were supposed to have been gone for 60 million years. So who's to say what else is in there that yeah. we don't know? I saw a fossil in those things in the museum once. Yeah, ugly, That's right? That's huge. Yeah, huge. Giant fish. Yeah, Giant they, dinosaur fish just swimming around. They just caught. Yeah. And there's another one, too. Uh, like There's a, a, a species of rhinoceros called a tapir, T-A-P-I-R, that they just got, like, I don't know, probably 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that never even knew existed. They just got it, like, recently in modern times since we've been alive. So what else is out there that we don't know about, like you said? Yeah, I you mean, know? Uh, you know, one thing about uh, – another thing is, like, uh, we were talking about, like, the other day, and uh, you said something about lake monsters, and I was like – I was like, I had kind of been turned off by a lot of the, the lake monster stuff, you know, from different shows and stuff where they recreate the – that pictures and you know it, that thing of like uh, when you're looking for something, 
your brain, you know, if you're looking for a sea monster and you're looking at, you see a branch, your brain will tell you it was a sea monster mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. you're like, your, your, your mind will tell you you're seeing what you're, what you're right. looking for. Right. But then I had like a bit of an epiphany about all that. So, cause I was kind of like, eh, you know, I think most people just see branches and stuff and they think it's a, it's a monster, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, and the same thing with, you know, a Bigfoot or a ghost or anything, you know, you're, if you're looking, if you think there's a ghost, you're going to hear the air conditioner and swear you heard a ghost. Right. Yeah. So was driving that night, like after we talked about that, driving through Alabama and there's tons of trees and stuff. And it's like, uh, one of them drives where deer are just popping out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't seen a deer yet. So I'm driving. And then I just, it occurs to me that like, you know, it's a dark highway. I'm going pretty fast. It's like a two lane highway. And I'm just like start scanning for deer, so it, it comes into my brain that like okay, there's probably a bunch of deer. I'm gonna watch out, make sure I don't hit a freaking deer. Mm-hmm. And then like I see a branch or a bush or a cone or something, and I go, uh, okay, not a deer. And then every two seconds, I'm starting to think I'm seeing a deer because now I'm like mentally looking for a deer, right? So every little movement I see, I'm like, hey, that's no, okay, no, never mind. My, like my, I'm all up on the steering wheel. I'm all in like hunter mode. I'm looking for a deer. Every like a dozen times, I think I see a deer. I'm like, hey, that's a deer. okay, no, no, just a branch. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a deer. Oh no, it stops on. Okay, and then then I remembered what we were talking about earlier. I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm, my mind is looking for a deer. That's why I keep seeing these deer because mm-hmm. I'm now I'm paranoid. Now, so my mind is telling me things are deers, but there's no deer. I haven't seen a deer yet. And then a little later on. Big ass deer by the side of the road, like no question, not like a, just a big ass deer sitting there, and I went, "Oh, there's a deer!" Whoa! And then I was like, "You know, it really was." Even deer. though there's a lot of that stuff, even though there are a lot of like false sightings and stuff, because you are looking for a ghost or you're looking for a sea monster, or Bigfoot, or whatever it is, that doesn't discount them from existing. Because mm-hmm. I saw, I thought I saw a deer 36 times that night until I actually did see a deer, and then I saw like five more. So there, there was definitely deer out there, even though I had had a lot of false deer sightings earlier. Right. That didn't mean the deer aren't actually there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then, I, you know what? You really can't say, even though, even though there is a lot of false, you know, sightings. Mind uh, people's minds playing tricks on them. That doesn't mean they're not there because the deer were sure as hell there. You know. And you thought you saw a deer ten times before you actually saw one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so. The, the both things can exist. Well, and I think too when you see a lot of, um, and there's been quite a few over the last year where there's been Sasquatch sightings, but a lot of UFO stuff, and uh, even a lot of lake, more lake monster stuff. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a there's a, a, a portion of society that's going out there. Okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna put on a, a shark fin. And I'm going to swim around in the water, and you're going to yell shark. Ah, I'm going to fool everybody. But I bet you there's a lot of people that aren't trying to pull a hoax. Like they are seeing something that they think is there, and we owe it to those type of people to say, like, what did you see? You know what I mean? Because just I showed you that that uh, that ice monster in Iceland, that lake monster mm-hmm. in Iceland, and we're watching it go down the lake, and there's it's there's something there, like. What what is it? I don't know. Was it, you know, a fishing line that was frozen, a net, or was it a big branch that, or was it some kind of a weird giant worm? You know what was that? Right. <laughs> what was that thing? You know, you can't really uh, put a a button on it. Like, and, and yet, well, show me a picture. It's there. Oh, that's just this or that. Are you sure? You know, if I'm saying it's a sea monster and you're telling me it's a frozen net, 
we're both looking at the same thing. We both have the same amount of proof. So who's right and who's wrong? Maybe you're trying to pull a hoax that it's a that it's a fishing net. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like uh, well, the the UFOs and stuff. You know, there's always like an explanation mm-hmm. for that by like the you know government or whoever. And they, so the lot, that's why a lot of people always um, they have conspiracy theories and stuff because they give them like specific things that it was like they go like oh that was a weather balloon and the people are like why would there be a weather balloon that wasn't a weather balloon instead of just saying i don't know you know yeah. what i mean like because they give them specific and a specific explanation like all oh, the air force said it was a whatever it was a weather balloon yeah you know when do you ever see a weather balloon like for real i don't even know what those are that's what i mean so it seems a little bit too convenient oh it's a weather balloon just move on yeah maybe those are just made up things that's what i mean like maybe it actually was it, it, you know that's the type of stuff like i i would run for the president to be the president just so i could learn that sort of shit i wonder if the president would know like if you become president do you get a book that has all like the, well this is the real story i wonder you, if he even knows you think they would have to right but maybe they don't. Maybe just like the higher they, they got so dude. much other stuff to worry about. Yeah, like uh, in in Vegas, there's a whatever the Air Force base is. It's pretty close. So there's all kinds of like crazy jets flying by and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. And you know, like it's close to Area 51 and all that. And so a lot of a lot of people are like always camped outside Area. I've never gone up there, but you know, camped outside Area 51 and stuff, and taking pictures of all these crazy experimental jets and stuff. But you know, if they got all that. If they got like a UFO or whatever there, I don't think the president necessarily has to go there, though, unless he really wanted to. But he would know about it, though, right? I don't know. Like they're not going to tell guys. Like, well, maybe you have to. Maybe it's a military thing. Maybe you have to be a general. Yeah, I mean, maybe that. Maybe that's you know? part of it. I don't know. Um, you should get Bill Clinton on the podcast and ask him, <laughs> and ask him if he inhaled. Dude, <laughs> Dude Billy. Hey, Bill, come here, man. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I got Dean Ambrose here. I, uh, you mentioned that you had a ghost story. I didn't ever really have a, well, I had that one ghost story at the Eagles ballroom that wasn't really a ghost story, but they always talk about, um, do you, do you not study, but are you familiar with like the UFO, UFO lore? What happens with UFOs? Like a lot of times people will just disappear for hours in their own, like chunks of time just disappear. Yeah. You've heard, you've heard that? Yeah. Which is weird, which is sometimes like I'll watch some of those and the, you know, it's some dude with an outrageous story. It's like some kind of crazy hallucination. And he starts yeah. crying and stuff. But I mean, I don't know if there's, there's some kind of condition where you can have like a seizure or a mental lapse or something, or if like because and there are other people that are more convincing and don't don't sound like people trying to fool you. So I, I don't know. I don't know about. Well, see, I, I had one of those. I don't want to get abducted. I, you, <laughs> yeah, get probed, anally, alienly probed. Um, so I'm, I'm at my friend's house. He, he, this is when I lived outside of Calgary in this place called Okotoks. It's like a farm area. So Okotoks is here and Natton is here and it's just a big kind of a farm road to get home. It takes about 45 minutes. So I was at his place. He used to hang out there all the time back in about 91 or 92 and I'm driving home and it's the middle of the night and I saw like some lights in the sky. Okay. Well, maybe they're 
weather balloons, I don't know, or jets or whatever. Uh, and I left his house at like 4 a.m. And I got home at 6.30 a.m. And it's a 45-minute drive. And I didn't stop and I didn't pull over. And I don't know what happened. To this day, I still don't know what happened to that extra hour and 45 minutes. Because I remember driving. I remember seeing some lights. And then I kind of got home. And it was 6.30. And like, what happened to that two hours? That's so trippy. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's that's really trippy. And I wasn't high. And we might have been had a couple drinks. But I wasn't drunk because I obviously was driving. So um, I still wonder to this day what happened. You know, am I saying I got abducted by an alien? No, but what, what happened? You know, it's two hours. It just disappeared. That's true. Maybe you like drove through one of those men in black memory beams or something. <laughs> that's right, huh? Yeah, that stuff is really weird. I was watching something like the other night, at, uh, and then I kind of read up on it a little bit. So I didn't know anything about it. like there's now there's all these theories that uh, they're getting pictures from the moon that they supposedly took like in the first. The first trips to the moon, mm-hmm. there are like these photos that show like what look like satellites on the moon mm-hmm. and what look like like industrial buildings and like something that looks like a something that looks like a nuclear reactor, like mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. um, from like 1969 or whatever. Yeah, like really, the, um, which I never heard about and then read up on a little bit. And the, but there's in these pictures some from like the original photos those guys took. There are these things that look like structures from the supposedly the first time we went to the moon so now people are saying like theories or whatever that there's like aliens that have like a base on the moon or there are aliens that like come in and out of the moon or whatever and they've been here for like a hundred years or whatever and they come in and visit and they study and whatever you know but like they're just camped out on the moon and they got like a power source up there and a satellite you know because the picture looks like a satellite you know, I don't know. I obviously it could wow. just be it could have just been a television show. I don't know. Yeah, but like yeah, you know, yeah. but it had like some of the astronauts, and they were saying like, uh, you know, one of them switched over the radio, and uh, I don't remember who the astronauts were, because he he didn't want to call Houston, so he switched over to like the medical frequency or something, mm-hmm. and said like, hey, like, and pretty much told him like there was a spaceship like orbiting the moon or something or whatever it was, and they had the one astronaut on there. He's like, yeah, this thing's like flying around. He's like. I don't know what it was, but it was obvious. I only can only classify it as an unidentified flying object because there was something. While he was on the moon, yeah. there was something flying over his head. Yeah, one of the astronauts said that they saw, and he was on the show. He said that they saw like something flying in the sky that appeared to be like some kind of ship or plane or something. Like wow. while, while they're like landing on the moon, you know. But like, <laughs> See, did, did, he didn't make a big deal out of it, you know. I have an issue with, with the moon landing. I'll tell you why. I'm not going to say the moon landing never happened, but this is I get in arguments with, with Frank, our drummer, all the time about this. Um, not going to say the moon landing never happened, but my question is this. Okay, you look at our, your cell phone. Okay, man. So this cell phone that you have on the desk here, it's pretty high tech. Five years ago, what was a cell phone? It was a little flip thing, right? You couldn't even take a picture on it. You have to text by going ABC, DEF, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Technology has advanced so much in five years on phones, in cars, uh, recording music, whatever. The last five years has gone insane. So we went to the moon in 1969 and built a rocket ship to take us there. So now here we are 45 years later, 45, yeah, about 45, 46 years later. Why is there not like super fast, like Concord 
rocket ships going to the moon. Why isn't there like a Starbucks on the moon or a McDonald's on the moon? Yeah, you would think, right? You would think that, so, uh, right? That, that Virgin Atlantic guy tried to make his own spaceship. That's what I mean. Blew up. <laughs> yeah, blew up, right? <laughs> Didn't go well. So, so you know, why why have we not advanced towards that? That's part of what that show was saying. They said that was they were saying that's part of the reason we stopped going was because they got up there and they got told found to found alien get crafts out. and stuff and <laughs> they were like let's not go back anymore. But that's what I mean because it's like you would think that if we went up there because like three or four times that and you know how how human beings are you know how Americans are and you know how big business is. I'm running Starbucks. I want to put a Starbucks flag on the moon. Why? Because it's the ultimate advertisement. And Frank, our drummers, always say it's it's not worth the money. You're not selling. So you are selling. We're the first coffee shop on the moon. The first company on the moon. This is how big we are. Oh, yeah. That seems like a no brainer. That some McDonald's, Walmart, you know, somebody with the big, 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 big cash would want to do that. They would just want to put a flag up there. That's what I mean. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Just to, just to say, you know, we flew up there. We claim the moon as a McDonald's territory or whatever it may be. Um, you know, or guys like like Virgin Atlantic guy Richard Branson or whoever guys with a lot of cash would want to go up there just because they can. I'm going to take a trip to the moon. You yeah, know, there's there's people trying to go to Mars on like some kind of two year. I've heard year, that ten year journey that like they're not going to come back from. Did you hear that's a one way trip? Yeah, like that'd be nuts. Like, yeah, I'm not going to make it to Mars. I will never go to space right? <laughs> no for matter no what. reason. Why, I don't care. why is that? Just, we're not supposed to be up there. Yeah, I don't think we're not. We don't. You know. We don't have gills because we're not supposed to swim underwater. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the tools to make a boat, so you know. But that's different. You know, we can't fly. That's why you know we don't jump off buildings mm-hmm. you know, without parachutes or whatever. I mean, we can invent stuff that can help us do these things, and we can invent spaceships to go to space. But it's so unforgiving. You can't. And there's so much that can go wrong. And like, you're just why? Why go up there? I like the Earth. You know, if <laughs> all the movies about like the Earth. Uh, you know, we're killing the earth and global warming, and when we run out of resources, we're going to have to populate another planet. I'm going down with earth. You're staying with Mother Earth? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what's happening. I'm just, I'm staying here. If people are getting on a little ship and going to Mars with space food and, like, dehydrated berries. And stuff, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to chill here. I'm, I'm going down with the ship on Earth. I like, I ain't, I ain't trying to go into space ever. Well, and that's another thing, too. Okay, let's talk. We're talking about the expansiveness of the ocean or the expansiveness of the, the you know, the, the, the forests. But you're looking at space. I mean, this is one that i got to draw the line on. You tell me that we're one planet out of nine in one galaxy where there's like, I don't know, a hundred million galaxies. And they've, they've said like there's some ridiculous amount or like a billion galaxies. So we're the only planet in the hundred million galaxies that has life on it. That thinking, moving, breathing, whatever breathing is to other, like, you know what I mean? Like we're the only species in the entire universe is this planet. Oh, no way. No way. No, no. There is no way. Yeah, I wonder if we're like one of the more advanced ones or if we're like or one of the, the least worst, advanced yeah. ones. The rest of the planets could all just be, you know, dinosaurs and animals and just bugs right. and stuff. Or we, we could be the dumb bug idiots to yeah. like the super geniuses of every other galaxy, you know? Yeah. Like when you yeah, look who at knows, you, know? you you look at like um like pyramids, for example. Like how the hell did they make a pyramid ten thousand years ago, whatever it was, how'd they do that? I always kind of I haven't read that much about that. My initial theory on the pyramids is that you just had so many 
people like with nothing to do <laughs> except because you know they live in they're poor and they live in egypt <laughs> yeah. back then it was a simpler time you woke up in the morning you pushed your block you kept pushing you kept lifting and pushing and then you you went home and you went to bed and you got up in the morning and started pushing your block again i kind of figured that it just was they had so many people and so much time and just they just that's just what you did you just mm-hmm. got up and you made your you, you you worked on the pyramid, or it could have been aliens. I don't know. Yeah, one or the other. Because yeah. it seems like just the architecture of it too. Have you ever heard of Easter Island? No. Easter Island. I've heard like, that, but I don't know what that is. The, the, the Easter Island one is there's like forty five monoliths, statues of like these weird kind of long face, kind of like the cover of the Division Bell Pink Floyd, like long weird faces, and they're all exactly the same, and they were built, you know, ten twenty thousand years ago. So the the thing was is like how could they have built all of these sculptures to be exactly the same? Each one is exactly the same. So that was always another kind of like a was there some kind of otherworldly uh, uh, intervention going on with that sort of thing? There's a show called Alien Ancient Aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about I've, I've seen a, a bit of it. There's some dudes who love Ancient Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Get get Bo Dallas on Ancient Aliens. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Him and his brother put a put a pot of coffee on. Really? Start talking about. So what do they talk? What do you mean? They're they're super into the. the Oh yeah, they just they buy they buy into everything they see on TV the second it comes up. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) any show that could come on, the president is alien. Dude, I'm telling you, the president is an alien. I saw this show. Whoa, freak me out. They they just they buy into everything hook, line, and sinker. Well, they're from the right area of the country too, from like Brooksdale, Florida. I think you know it's kind of. (laughs) And we love the fine people of Brooksdale. Trust me. (laughs) I don't want all the people in Brookstill twittering us now and saying it. Them rotunda boys. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever talked about this stuff with anybody else? Uh, yeah, occasionally. Um, here and there, you know, not like, uh, not super in depth, I guess. Yeah. Because you know they, you know, little guys like that start talking. You know, see, because I, I don't buy everything, buy everything on every show or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like to, you know. I'll, I'll read a lot and make my own decisions. You have an open stuff. mind. Yeah, but you know, I think anything could be possible. But I don't necessarily until I see a Bigfoot. I don't necessarily. I'm not like a Bigfoot believer. I'm a very, very hopeful of the Bigfoot. But maybe just because it's fun. Maybe just because I, I hope that, one day yeah. that I'm going to turn on the news and they'll be Harry and the Hendersons yeah. in a cage. They'll have you know, one hooked up playing basketball or something. You know? So, but you said you've read. You've read up. On the Bigfoot. You've read books on it over the years. Oh, yeah. Like, what are for some sure. of the things that you've read about that kind of, like, you went like, whoa. Is there some stories that you read about? Okay, for instance, because uh, there's, you know, a lot of stuff. But, for instance, like, the uh, the real famous footage. The, mm. the Patterson Roger footage, Patterson right, yeah. footage, right? Like, I mean, you instantly see it and you go, oh, there's a dude in a suit. Mm-hmm. And now there's a dude who claims, he's an old guy. I don't know if he's even alive anymore, but he claims he was the guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. And he had a whole story and he was the guy in the suit. But then there are like scientists who analyze the footage or whatever, and they say like this thing was there, there's uh, there's like boobs on it. Mm-hmm. It's like a female. I mean, it's got breasts, you know. So like yeah. maybe they either they were smart enough to put uh, put breasts on it to make it a little less obvious. Guys you know, do that though. Yeah, idiots sitting around. The, yeah, the two dudes were like well, the one guy was pretty shysty. Mm-hmm. Like his he was kind of a kind of a con artist type of guy you know mm-hmm. but also the kind of guy that would all would go out looking for something like that mm-hmm. but also maybe the kind of guy who would fake something like that but it, you know apparently it was very if it was a suit it was like done by somebody 
like a special effects guy and somebody with knowledge of like how an ape walks and stuff. And this is the seventies and these are like buffoons. They're just like these trail riding, you know, yeah. kind of like yeah. fly by night type guys. And this is before the internet and stuff where they can just look stuff up, you know? Yeah. And there's no, um, you know, this is on like a reel to reel or whatever you call those old yeah. cameras. Yeah. It's not like, uh, they can Photoshop. Anything. Super eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it's kind of poor quality. As opposed to today, where it'd be all digital, mm -hmm. but also, you know, it'd be a lot harder to to fake all that special effects stuff. You know, I mean, it's the it's the typical. They come up just as it's coming into frame. They actually try to chase it for a little bit, and it kind of outruns them. So, hmm. but there, you know, all the different scientists say it was too tall. Scientists say that the its gait or its arms swinging, where like a human couldn't pull that off. And then yeah. some people are just like, it's obviously doing a suit. But then a lot of people say, like, uh, if you super, super close up on it, you can see, like, muscles moving underneath it and stuff. And mm -hmm. you can kind of see its face when you get really up close. But it's you just can't make a decision one way or the other, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I noticed that in that Rush one that we watched just the other day. And it's, on, it's online right now. You can Google Google this for yourself. Check out Roger Patterson, Bigfoot film, or the Russian Yeti film. And that one was weird because... Like you said, I was watching it, and I watched it with a bunch of people. Oh, come on. That's a guy in a suit. But when I watched it a few times, there's something weird about the walk of it. It's not walking like an, like an ape would walk, but it's not walking like a guy. There's just kind of a weird kind of an overstep. I, I don't know. It was something different about it where you're like, that guy's either trying really hard, but he's doing a great job of not walking like an ape or like a human. He's walking something in between. I noticed that right off the bat. Yeah, he's very gangly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and a Yeti would be different because it's... I guess it's smaller, has like kind of a. Is that what the difference is? Yeah, like a Yeti is supposedly like like six foot or something. Mm -hmm. Got like a pointy head, and like red fur. Really? Yeah, and then a Bigfoot, in the traditional sense of Bigfoot, is like you know taller and like uh, brown and the smell and all that mm -hmm. is in the description. But a Yeti is like smaller, and uh, supposedly I was watching the the one thing the other day and. Uh, it was like Hunt for the Abominable Snowman or something. But the, there's like a monastery in Tibet or wherever in the Himalayas that has a scalp that they claim is a Yeti scalp. Wow. Because it's just a sacred animal. Like mm -hmm. a lot of them, whatever, I don't know what their religion is, but they think it's like a, a god. Mm -hmm. And when it screams and stuff, they, you know, they got all these stories about it. You know, so they'll like pray to the Yeti and they all, like there's a village up there and they all, because like the Himalayas where the Yeti is, is much like the remote parts of the Pacific Northeast would be, or Northwest, yeah. but, like, um, colder and, like, harsher. But there's these villages up there, and, like, they herd yak and stuff, and you're talking, like, 10,000 feet up in the air. They live mm -hmm. in this, like, the remotest area ever. So, I mean, to go up there and to look around and stuff, it'd be insane. So they live, like, so far away from society, and they just all just assume the Yetis. It's just... The Yeti. They've all seen one. They've all, like, heard one, you know, like, it's just a part of the, the deal. And uh, they have a Yeti scalp that is in the monastery. And, like, in the 70s, they took it on tour. They showed it to, like, JFK and whoever else. And they supposedly took a, uh, they let the scientists or whatever at the time, or maybe this was the 50s or 60s, they took a hair sample of it. And they did, like, tests on it and stuff. And it came back, like, it didn't come back like a gorilla or anything. It went to, they said hmm. the hair was close to what? like goat hair would be so they all went ah oh, it's fake but goat hair would be real similar to human rape hair 
So I mean, it's hard. And if it was an unknown animal, you wouldn't be able to tell what it is anyway. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was just kind of, eh, we don't really know what this is. But the technology wasn't as good back then. You know, if they, they were saying like, if you took a DNA sample of it now, they have like DNA and better technology and hair stuff. I don't know what the word is, mm-hmm. but to, you know, to study the hair, yeah, whatever or whatever, you know, CSI stuff. Yeah, now they might be able to get a better idea of it, but. uh the thing's just locked up tight, like in the monastery. And on the one show, the guy had a, he's like a British guy, and he had an in with a guy who was in with the village. And he let him go in, and they went into the monastery, and like they looked at it, like they looked at the Yeti scalp. And it's like this co- coney head with red fur all over it. Wow. But they wouldn't let him take it out and like, or yeah. take any hairs from it or anything. Because they would have nothing to gain from it, because they're either going to tell him it's a fake, or they already know it's a fake, or. Or right. they just—they're like, no, you can't have it because it's sacred. We know the yet exists, so you know. So you they, yeah, there's nothing for them. They don't care about what society thinks. But uh, whether it's real or not, they're worshiping this mm-hmm. scalp mm-hmm. for like <laughs> the last hundred mm-hmm. years. You know, whether it's fake or not. So. You know what's interesting is that I had um, Robert Trujillo from Metallica on the show, and he was talking about when they played in Antarctica. They did a show in Antarctica, so they could be the only band that played on seven continents. And they had to play under like a biodome and they had to play with inner ears so not to disturb the animals. But he said that the animals were so tame there because they haven't been taught to fear man because they never see man. He said penguins were just coming up to him like, what's up? Like little penguins walking around, like not running away because they're not scared because they have no reason to be. What you just said about the Yeti kind of in the, in the northern nether regions of Nepal where there's nobody up there. And maybe if they respect the Yeti, maybe that's why they see the Yeti more because the Yeti's not scared of a human because it's not going to you know try and hunt them down and kill them or something. Yeah, I mean, and to go up there to there, I mean, you can go like hunt for a Bigfoot. You can go out in the woods in California and say you're yeah. going Bigfoot hunting. To go like Yeti hunting, <laughs> yeah. you gotta get you gotta get to Tibet or Nepal <laughs> or whatever. You gotta get to ten thousand feet, find a guide. You gotta have you gotta. Yeah, essentially you have to climb Mount Everest to even go up there and look. Right. And how many people have even done that? See, there you go. That's another that. perfect example. Yeah, and so and these Yetis could be like in the farthest point, you know, just climbing up and down mountains, you know, because that's just where they live. Yeah, you know, and like, uh, you know, I mean, like snow leopards live up there. Right, and think, once again, you don't see a snow leopard too yeah, often. Yeah, they're like one of the most rarest, rarest things you'll ever see. Like, there's so yeah. little footage and photos of them because they live up in that area you know so and that's another thing too we we're talking about that yeti footage uh, the from russia they were making those um uh footprint casts and it said the the it was all in russian but i read the article along with this said that the the, the impression were done by some of that weighed two thousand pounds or more that's how far deep it was in the snow that's how thick the you know the footprint was that they were able to put the cast the plaster cast into so once again this is a guy in a suit but he weighs over two two thousand pounds. Yeah. Like uh, no. another thing about footprints that I always found really interesting is they, uh, whoever figured this out when they started doing this kind of test on it, a lot of, a lot of footprints were like, okay, that's obviously fake. That's obviously fake. But these are different because they have like fingerprints on them, or what they call dermal ridges, which is your fingerprints. Like if I put my hand on the desk like mm-hmm. that, it leaves like fingerprints. Mm-hmm. So. Once that technology in like the '90s or whatever became like more of a thing, they had this one. Uh, like this FBI guy got real into it who had all this technology and he hooked up with some big footy type people who had all these old casts from like the 50s and 60s and they got fingerprints on them. Like hmm. back before the 
So from from the snow, like the, from they put their hand in the snow, they would find these little divots and take a fingerprint of it. No, or but on their feet. Oh, okay, so, so like, like f- footprints. Foot, yeah, right, foot, footprints. But yeah. like the, they're called dermal ridges. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, like your... like the the bottom of your toe has like a foot a fingerprint, but it's on your toe. Yeah, so a lot of them, forty, fifty years old or whatever, but they have these that don't look like human that are like very small and detailed, and like you have to be really smart about this stuff to fake this and this is they're coming in from all different parts of the country or the world from different decades and they all have these dermal ridges on them that all kind of have the same consistency or kind of the same animal oh gotcha but so if it was just a guy in a suit with a padded foot it would not have these dermal ridges on it yeah and you know they don't look like human fingerprints or toe wow they kind of got their own, like, they, I think they swirl in the opposite direction, but, like, they're very, like, minute, detailed details on the, uh, detailed details, something like that. That's like pretty, see, I'd never heard that one before. So there's a lot of that sort of stuff, like you said, between the hair and the dermal ridges and, like, the weight that's putting on these, yeah. if you want to believe. I'm going to look up a picture of it while we're sitting here. All right, yeah, if you want to believe in this, there's definitely enough evidence that can point you in the right direction for sure. And it's like that with 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 the UFOs. It's like that with the uh, with the um, lake monsters and lake creatures. I showed you that picture the other day from the Hook Island monster with a giant tadpole underneath the the waves. Oh yeah, did you see a lake monster at any point? No, I actually went. Are you saying that? I don't know. This I, I went to Loch Ness a couple of years ago. We had a show in Edinburgh, and a couple of the the crew, like it was a WWE show. I, I rented a um, like a shuttle, and we drove the three hours to get to Loch Ness. And we went on a ride for, for with it. To or went on a ride to you know go out in the middle of the lake. Lake and it's super choppy. Like it's hard to to ride on it. Mm. And you could see like if you're looking for something, you could see something. But it's creepy. Once again, don't throw me in this water. I'll freak out and have a heart attack and die just from my imagination. But the dumbest thing of all was on the on the on the banks of the of the lake. There's a, a muse, uh, like a museum. Go in there and they tell you about the Loch Ness monster. But instead of telling you why it could exist. It's done by like the Natural Historic Society for the Loch Ness. It's telling you why it doesn't exist and why you should just appreciate the lake for its lake. Listen, man, if I want to go see a lake, I'll go to my house or go to Florida or go to Lake Michigan. I go to Loch Ness. I want reasons why it could exist. Don't oh, yeah. debunk it on the lakes on the shore. Yeah, Tell for, us what's up. For you know? tourism, that's a bad move. I remember Snitsky was with me. Me and Snitsky were there, and we were just like, this sucks. Like, Don't tell us why it doesn't exist. Tell us why it could be real. So, uh, so okay. So you've pulled up the yeah, here we go. dermal. That, that's like the drawing of it from the. So you googled this. What did you Google? Just Sasquatch dermal ridges. Like they'll come. And up. this is from SasquatchInvestigations.org. Yeah, see how it's like fingerprints. Wow. Yeah, the bottom of the foot has all the swirls and loops that a fingerprint would have, but it's at the bottom of these feet, and these feet are very primitive a prehistoric it's like wow look at his, the toe is on the side of the foot coming out so that footprint it's like if you if you hold your hand out with your thumb down making an l that's what the, those guys feet look like with dermal ridges so that's not a a, a boot or a, or a foot from a costume no no well i mean it could be but but you know that's just another thing that makes it like whoa that's pretty yeah it's another thing another thing is like um like the Yeti is in you know Russia or that on the in, in the eastern part mm-hmm. of the world or whatever, and 
the Pacific Northwest is obviously in the American West or whatever, but like prehistoric times or whatever, there was like a land bridge yeah. that went across. And um, in that part of the world, in Russia, like where the Yeti is, or in Asia, there's like all kinds of fossils for this thing called the Gigantopithecus, which was a real... It was a real, like, prehistoric ape, just like a dinosaur. Like, it's documented that it existed. What's the name again? Gigantopithecus. Okay. Big giant head, big giant ape. It's, like, 10 feet tall. Like, I mean, there's tons of fossil records of it and skeletons. It was, like, a giant prehistoric ape Mm -hmm. that pretty much looks like a Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. right? So that was in, like, Asia in prehistoric times, pretty close to where, where you would find a yeti. Or even pretty close to where you'd find like silverback gorillas. Mm. So it's not you'd think that there are animals like that in that part of the world. But there was a land bridge, you know, in the prehistoric times that went over to like Alaska and I think in like what would now be like British Columbia and Washington, like mm-hmm. the Northwest. So theoretically, there could have been animals that traveled in the Ice Age or whatever, or like I don't know if you walk that far, but you know they could have made their way over hundreds of millions of years or whatever. To what is now the Pacific Northwest, you know, so they could all be like related to that same. It could be a different animal, or it could be of the same family tree, or whatever. It mm-hmm. could be like, it could be a bunch of those animals just living. Yeah. To you know, who knows? That when the bridge went down, they all just went to different parts of the world. Yeah, and see that that's why I was surprised when you told me about the the the, the yeti. I always I always thought it was just the same animal, just in different terrain and different climate. But that yeti actually is different from a bigfoot. Sasquatch and bigfoot are the same. I think it's just names. One's an Indian name, and one's just a, a slang name. Yeah, like the uh, one of them is it. I think it's. I just watched the show. That's why it's also fresh in my head. But it's like the Shoshone Indians or something. They called it. I guess they came up with the name Sasquatch, Sasquatch yeah. and then that, but that translates to Bigfoot. So there you go. And they think it's like a, a spirit. Yeah. Like there was an interview with them, like a, with some uh, some old Indian woman, and she's like, "It's a spirit," and he come, he knows the mountains well, and he come, you know, we, if you <laughs> see him, it's a good sign. And they think he's like a spirit who disappears and appears and all that. So, but you know, they have him cause, because it was an animal back when they were around. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just living up there. It's like a documented animal to them. Yeah, you know, that was they didn't have any science or anything. They just had like yeah, it's an animal. whatever drawings they had or whatever. But you know, very well documented. You know, from those people because they used to see it all the time because they lived up there. Yeah, you know, the back thing. in the day. Um, yeah, but that's another interesting thing. Is it kind of it? Then this kind of makes it. Uh, this is kind of an argument why it's in people's minds too. Is that it takes on you know different physical characteristics mm. and different personality characteristics depending on the. Uh, like the part of the world or the region and like every part of the world in the region has like something relatable to a Bigfoot. You know, there's Bigfoot in America, right? Different parts of the country have kind of different versions of Bigfoot. Like when people in, I think it was like in Tennessee or in the Smoky Mountains around that region, like when they see Bigfoot, he's like, the stories typically are like, he's very friendly. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not as you know big and scary as, as he is in the big, scary Northwest. It's like a more of a friendly Bigfoot. And like in Florida, there's like the skunk ape, it was like this swampy, right. swampy type of Bigfoot because that's the kind of terrain it is. And, you know, China has one and the Yeti. and the, I mean, there's so many different ones that all take on different characteristics, you know, depending well, on. It's like the lake monsters. Like there's I was looking up lake monsters the other day and it's not just Loch Ness or Ogopogo. I mean, there's literally hundreds from every country, every state, every province has one. And it's like. 
why does every single lake have a lake monster? Why does every part of the country have some sort of a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot or whatever? And the point is because, like you said, I think people want to believe it because it's fun to want to believe it. And who knows what's out there? You know, we don't know for sure. So why not give it, have an open mind and, and, and believe that something weird could be out there? You know? Yeah, it's way more fun like that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so just to wrap this up. So Bigfoot, yes or no? I'll say yes because right. I can never be proven wrong. Okay, so you, <laughs> I can only be proven right. I can do that with everything. So, so uh, chop down every tree on planet Earth. I can. <laughs> okay, then same with the uh, lake creatures, not lake monsters, strange lake creatures that we've never seen before. You think that's far fetched? Or you think there could be something there? Definitely could be something there. Like I said, I don't want to say yes to anything. Yeah, sure, like, sure, sure. But uh, I see. I don't think there's like plesiosaurs, like dinosaurs in there from ancient times. But I think there's yeah. When people think of Loch Ness monster, they yeah. think of a the, of a plesiosaur, the with the flippers, because yeah. that's like the sexiest version of yeah. Loch Ness monster. It could be a giant, but it could be like a slug or a something. Slug, right? Yeah. Some kind of a weird giant tadpole or whatever. Yeah. But um, of, all, of all the lakes in the world and all the weird stuff, there's definitely weird lake stuff creatures yeah, we haven't seen something there you know, whether they're monsters i don't know but so i'll, I'll say yes and what about ghosts i'll say no because i don't want them to be real because <laughs> i don't want because i might have to go back to that hotel <laughs> yeah. and uh last one uh well not just ufos but uh life on other planets oh for sure like 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 intelligent moving life like us like maybe not green but some kind of other species yeah, for sure. I mean, have we seen them? I don't know, but they're gotta be right. Yeah, I mean, come too on. big. Okay, yeah. so we, we've discovered today that we we both have an open mind and believe in all of these things. And thankfully, there's somebody else in the company that feels the same way that I do. And then we got to talk to to Wyatt and Dallas about it next to Alien and Duck. You got to see this, man. <laughs> Last question, or else, else four parter. Just so we can say that we uh, we talked about wrestling. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Ah. Uh, that's so hard. And if you ask me that on Monday, you'll get a different answer than what about on today? Wednesday. Today, I'll say uh, the Sandman. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and do you remember uh, when Andre the Giant? You probably don't remember this. Uh, there was a show called The Six Million Dollar Man, Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. And Steve Austin fought Bigfoot one time and played by Andre the Giant. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so there you go. So we talked about wrestling mm. today, too. Yeah, I wonder if Andre ever took a took an extra booking as a fake Sasquatch <laughs> and walked through the forest. Uh, Andre was the there it is. Andre was the, Andre was, the, the was the Roger Patterson Bigfoot. <laughs> all right, thanks to Dean Ambrose talking about all things paranormal. A lot of interesting stuff that Dean brought up, and he definitely knows what he's talking about. And I thank you for joining me. And I want you to come join Fozzie as we go out on the road with Slash starting May 18th in Chicago. Then we go to the 21st, Austin, Texas. 22nd at the Jefferson Theater in Beaumont, Texas. That's a Fozzie-only headlining show. Then we go to the Houston, Texas on May 23rd. May 24th, the Southside Ballroom in Dallas. Those are all with Slash. Then don't forget June 25th, the Val Air Ballroom in Des Moines at the Hard Rock Hotel in Sioux City, Iowa. So many big gigs coming up. We want to rock with you. Go to FozzyRock.com for all VIP and ticket information. And I want to thank you for rocking with me today. Thanks to Dean Ambrose. Thanks to all the ghosts and goblins out there who gave us a subject to talk to. And I thank Burger King, Nature Box, DDP Yoga, True Car, Amazon, all of my sponsors. And thanks to you guys for shopping through my Amazon links. Easiest way 
way to support the show so we can keep doing this for you for free price a week. Go to the Amazon links at podcastone.com. You click on the support our show's banner at the top of the page, UAG. Click on Talk is Jericho. All three of my Amazon links will be there. UK, USA, Canada, A. Every time we do that, Amazon kicks back a little cast of the show so we can keep doing this for you for free. No extra fees or hidden challenges. You're just getting your shopping done, helping me out in the process. All right, thanks for being here. You know I love you. I love to love you, baby. I want you to stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. We'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, boy, with one of my favorite people on the planet. He just released a new book called How to Be a Man. He's the ex-bass player from Guns N' Roses. He's the ex-bass player from Velvet Revolver. He's now in Loaded, Walking Papers. He does so much great stuff. Duff McKagan will be here. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer next week. And what a conversation it is. We'll see you then. And a big yeah, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast one.com.